If you're listening to this episode, I bet you're wondering what behaviors you're doing that keep you from getting your needs met and ending up in situationship after situationship. I got you. I've created a situationship quiz and I'm so excited about it. Take the quiz to discover more behaviors and more tips for navigating situationships because I know you're in more than one right now. No judgment, boo-boo. I used to have five situationships at a time. Yes. So you're not alone. You can find the quiz at www.dontea.co forward slash quiz. That's D-O-N-T-E-A dot C-O forward slash quiz. I'll drop it in the show notes as well. Okay, back to the episode. So when we do this thing of, uh, I believe they'll change because they said they'll change. So I know they will. You also believe that you are responsible for everyone's emotions. And that's where things get sticky. Hey loves, my name is Dantea and I'm your fave self-worth therapist and coach. And this is my show, Situationship. This show is about getting out of toxic situationships that go beyond partners to family and friends and everything in between to living a life of joy and self-worth. Okay, let's get into it. Hey loves, we are back again, back again, back again, whichever. So have you ever been dating someone? Maybe it was like a full blown relationship and you just weren't sure if you wanted to stay or not. Like the idea of their company excited you, right? Like you, you like the idea of them and coming over or you going over there and doing the things and, but you don't really know if it, if you could like ever muster up the courage to leave. So have you been in a relationship where you enjoy it? And as much as you enjoy it, you don't. Sometimes it falls more on the side of, I don't actually enjoy this but I kind of sometimes maybe enjoy their company. You know what I mean? I'm not ready, can't really leave. I'm not, I don't feel brave enough yet to leave or am I ready to leave? Because I might lose this little company, this little glimmer of fun times, right? Even though it doesn't outweigh how you don't want to be there, right? Let me, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you about an ex of mine. I had, a, I had an ex one of those back and forths, you know, on and off again, on and off again. And we have been in each other's lives for, oh my goodness, I think as long as I can remember, over 10, well over 10 years, well over 10 years, 10, 15, 16, 17, maybe 17 years. And I met him in high school and I really enjoyed his company. I just thought we made such a good pairing. We like the same things, which is like food, TV, <laughs> you know? We both had like uh, similar relationships with our mothers. We both had to kind of be like really responsible at an early age. We both made a lot of time for each other, right? And at the same time, whenever I was with him, 
quickly or some point later on, I was very annoyed. I was, and I, I listen, I'm not proud to say this part. I was very, very materialistic, very like, you have to look a certain way. I wanted him to, I know he, he had locks at the time, but I don't know if I wanted him to cut his hair. I'm not actually sure how I felt about that, but I wanted him to be healthier. I wanted him to get a, like a professional job, not like any streets. I wanted him to talk like me, not like me or the way I sound. I wanted him to sound educated, right? Because again, I was trying to fit him and myself, if we're being honest, into this mold of what I grew up with. Look prim and proper, dress well, get um, an education, know your grammar, know your punctuation, use the right tense, right? And as I'm saying that, I'm smiling because on this show, <laughs> you guys know I'm not I'm not using the correct words and tenses. I'm not even pronouncing words correctly and I don't care, right? Like I want to show up as me. I don't want to think about is it whom or who? Like I don't want to think about that. I just want to be here. You know what I'm saying? You know my intent, at least I would hope. And unfortunately back then, I was trying to suffocate us both into like presenting a certain way, right? And just besides that, other reasons why I was usually quite annoyed with him was because he always made me feel like my body was for him. I remember one time we were driving down the street. I don't even know where we were going. It could have been going to dinner, going to his friend's house, I'm not sure. And it was nighttime and he literally pulls over like randomly. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? What are you pulling over for? And he proceeds to like unzip his pants and like looks at me almost like I'm supposed to perform, give him head. And I'm like, what the fuck? And sadly, that happened more than once, twice, three times. It happened so many times. I just felt like, dang, I'm really just here for you to be um, a sexual person for you, right? Even though that was happening, I still wanted to enjoy his company. But of course, as time went on, I felt like this is just not for me, but I'm not, I don't know if I can leave. I'm not ready to leave. All these kind of things, all these kind of things. I then like projected my frustrations of staying in a relationship that wasn't really satisfying me or making me feel like good, like I'm more than just sex. I projected that onto him, almost like made him be the one to decide our fate in some like roundabout way. However, this is all me. This is all, I'm the one that felt trapped, right? So. This kind of behavior, if you're relating to the story, so I'm sure you are, we're very similar, you and I. <laughs> if you're relating to the story, this kind of behavior, this is what I call uh, the hostage girl, right? So let me say more. You want to leave, but if you leave, you'll hurt him, right? This is the hostage girl. So because you don't want to make things weird, you tell yourself, I'll stay in a situationship a little longer. I'll stay in this relationship a little longer. I'll stay with him a little longer. I'll stay with her a little longer. Even though the longer you stay, the more resentful and annoyed you become with them. And still, when the moment comes to say, oh, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, you again, like I did, see how uncomfortable and awkward the breakup will be. So instead, you talk about breaking up without saying you want to break up. Right? The passive aggressive. 
right? Or the very, very passive way of trying to drop hints that I want to break up and not just coming out and saying it, right? Because we're secretly hoping that they get the hint that like, I don't want to be here anymore, right? So since nothing is made clear, you have found yourself still in a relationship you don't want to be in for another few weeks, months, a couple of years, me, 10 years with, with him. I No, 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 no. That's not even true. Him and I were literally off and on. I, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm just going to call it at 15 years because I, I can't really think about the math that quickly, but I'm going to say 15 years, truly. So not just like another few weeks for me, it was another, <laughs> it was another 14 years, right? Until you get up the nerve to try to leave again, right? Here's the thing. You've watched this story play out time and time again. Things will get better for two weeks, right? Give or take. And slowly but surely, the relationship will become unsatisfying again, right? And you'll start looking at him with disgust. You start looking at her with disgust, right? Start looking at them with disgust. Anger, annoyance, burden, whatever. Just, just basically just any negative feeling, any negative emotion, right? So the great thing though, I'm gonna, still, you know, I gotta balance it out. Here's the great thing about being a hostage is you see the good in people, right? Like you and I were really good at seeing the good in people, which allows us to stay way, way past our expiration date, way past the signs of like, this is not for me. It's a good thing. We have that gift. Of, we can see the good in literally any and everybody, right? You see their efforts and you always lean towards optimism. That's what we're leaning towards, all that optimism here. That's what we say. So you believe if someone says they'll change, they will. I did. Every time him and I got into an argument or we broke up or whatever, we came back together and honestly didn't even really talk about how we would change. Just like, I miss you. and Or just like, hey, want to get dinner? Or just call like randomly, just randomly, right? However, believing like, okay, well, we don't break up again. So we're obviously going to change, but not really know what we're changing for. So when we do this thing of, uh, I believe they'll change because they said they'll change. So I know they will. You also believe that you are responsible for everyone's emotions, right? And that's where things get sticky. So many women come to believe, including myself, that we are responsible for others' emotions. But did you know that when you start only to take responsibility for your emotions, and no one else's, it's so freeing. Now, notice I didn't say easy. <laughs> I had a situation um, happen to me a couple weeks ago where I took on everyone's emotions and I was like, how did I get here? Oh my gosh, it's such my default. And when I get to that space, it's toxic, it's self-doubt, it's, it's, I can't even see it in front of me. I don't matter, right? And I'm trying to matter, but I'm going about it in all kinds of crazy ways. If it doesn't make sense, I'll talk about it later. So to say it again, we're not taking responsibilities for others' emotions. It's so freeing. You can make decisions based on your own happiness and not sacrifice your joy from someone else. So with my situation with my ex, what I mean by that is if I didn't focus so much on how he would feel if I wanted to leave and stay gone and how unhappy he would be or how unhappy my family would be because we broke up. If I instead focused on like, what's my happiness? What's going to make me happy and not sacrifice my joy for him? What would I have done? Right? So 
This journey in your healing will make you feel unstoppable. I got to be unstoppable. I got to be unstoppable. Right? If you're feeling unstoppable, you can do anything. A solo trip, right? Who doesn't want to do that? I encourage you to do that. Before I leave us, of course, I'm going to give more tips on like what to do with this if you're feeling like you're the hostage girl. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to start thinking about separating out your responsibility to others, removing responsibility from making sure others are happy at all times, which is exhausting, and taking that awesome strength to focus on making sure you're happy. Numero uno, you first. Let that be your new responsibility. Okay, you got all that? You got this. I believe in you. Until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to the show, loves. This show was produced by Mackenzie Mazell and me, Dantea. If you got a question you'd like me to answer, which I know you do, please send it to Dantea at soireesintherapy.com. That's S-O-I-R-E-E-S for soirees. When you do that, the answer might just become an episode and I would love to keep talking about your question. Want to work with me? The link is in the show notes. I'll see you there and I'll see you in the next episode. Okay. Bye.